next door brother Three weekend rows of town By turning the whole place upside down Many awake will cause such a fuss It finally wakes the rest of us One man awakes with dawn in his eyes Surely then it multiplies This morning we want to share seven stories of hope with you. Stories of where God has broken through and changed lives for the good. We believe that as we share these stories that we are saying that God did this for me and I believe he can do it for you. Um, our God is a God of breakthrough. We believe that he can turn graves into gardens. He can turn mourning into dancing that ultimately he will turn shame into glory. And so we pray and we hope that these stories will encourage you this morning. So one of the things that I feel um, with Jesus that I've overcome with is um, my insecurities. I, when I was younger, I used to have this spirit of timidity and this um, very shy and um, also a little bit judgy in my mind. and I remember specifically only having like my cousins as friends and going into college I was like why is this but I I remember um, reflecting on this when I was like 21 when I first came to Christ is um, as soon as I gave my life to Jesus none of that mattered like my sense of value and and my security to to only have a certain amount of people in my circle and it was only family um, really held me back and I remember coming to Christ for the first time and surrendering a lot of things and this the sense of joy just like fell on me and I couldn't even explain it um a lot of people are like you're changed you're different um, I don't see you at the clubs anymore <laughs> those kind of things um really yeah Jesus took a hold of that and it was because of his love for me that overflowed I do remember in in that time like I was so scared to have people be a part of my life but I think a part of it was um them seeing my brokenness I remember coming to Jesus and um he literally broke my heart for people like I I had this huge love and affection for people I actually thought I would never have love for um yeah and I think that's what's awesome about Jesus is that he just comes and changes our mindsets and he um reconstruct something that we thought that we believe but actually is in our truth and our truth and our freedom comes within him we um we started dating about 10 years ago she knew uh, from a teenage years that she's not unable to, to conceive then through my work i had access to a lot of um these diapers which i ended up donating once a month to a safe house. After Sheree and I got together, uh, we were discussing adoption already. Um, we knew that this is the way we're gonna go, but the social workers told us, as well as a couple, there's just no white babies available. Um, Sheree um, came from an atheist background. Um, uh, her mom was in the uh, police force back in the apartheid years. So it, it, it made it hard for Sheree to even contemplate uh, interracial ad adoption because she wouldn't um, she didn't know how her family would take the whole thing one day I said listen I've got all these diapers I want to take to to breath of life won't you gonna come join me come with me 
getting ready, I said to her, what do you think of the name Eve? And she says, no, that's so old, that old, what, old fashioned, old fashioned, like, yeah, old fashioned said, name. Well, and we get, get to the safe house and Cherie sees this little baby with the big brown eyes lying on the ground. She says, oh my goodness, look at this gorgeous little <laughs> thing. And uh, the mother of the house says, oh, her name is Eve. So we like look at each other and said, well, so we, we picked this baby up. Um, the lady said she is, ad uh, she is adoptable. I we, fell we, in love with yeah, her. Yeah, we did fall in love with her. Um, the mother and father of the baby decided at day 55 that they want to take the baby back. Um, they've got a 60-day period to, to change their mind. So we were devastated. It felt like we had a miscarriage. Um, I think let us be thankful for the month that Eve was in our lives. Yeah. Um, because it opened her eyes up. It broke to, down a lot of strongholds, yeah. a lot of walls. Yeah. It's, it definitely opened my eyes to the possibility of adoption, um, adopting interracially. And so we thought, okay, well, let's trust God. This is His plan. Um, I never thought I was going to be a mom if you, if you think back. I mean, mm -hmm. knowing from a young age that I wasn't going to be able to ever conceive a child. I just kind of assumed that it would never be a possibility for me. So, so yeah, yeah. The, 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 the house mother actually prayed with us and, and prayed um, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 over us. And God says that the plans he has for us is good plans and, and not to harm us, but give us hope in the future. Yeah. So um, we we trusted God and nine months later um, Ella was born it was love at first sight and God I don't think if we had a, a natural baby we could have loved a natural baby anymore um, than we then we love Ella for me um, before the Lord was about not knowing the love of father and when Jesus came into my life he totally um, met me at that place. He met me where I needed the most, which is at the love of the Father, which is unconditional. It's not um, judgmental. It doesn't um, outweigh or doesn't outweigh who I am as a person, but it made myself on a journey, which has been taking many years to overcome the sense of uh, feeling loved and being wanted by people. So it's been a journey in the last 20 years learning how to accept that, um, but certainly he's been with me every step of the way and on those good and bad times, his love has been the one that has kept me grounded and kept me rooted in him and helped me in the establishment of remaining in his love and the passion that I had that comes out in my worship or when I'm with people and the joy that I feel is because of him, because the love that he gave me was such a powerful encounter at the time of salvation. My biggest fear was um, the fear of people, talking to people and talking in front of people. And I think I didn't have the ability to talk in front of people. I didn't have the, the ability to do the skills um, that I'm doing now. And all this just came about by just believing God's word and sitting and say, Lord, but you said, I can do this. So, yeah, I think I can do this. I've been overwhelmed by the power of God when you change your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, transform your mind. Be a living sacrifice and he will change your mind. 
and you're gonna walk in the, in, in the spirit of power, love, and the sound mind. And it's not my power, not my love, not my sound mind. God's sound mind. His power, His love. And the people are asking me, oh, you're more interactive. What have you done? I said, I don't know. I don't know. And then he said, no, you know what you've done. I gave you my power, my love, and my sound mind. And life is just so much more easier, you know. Yeah, <laughs> power, love, and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1 7. This is my verse, this is my favorite, and this is my foundation that I built my, my Christianity on. I'll just use this analogy. It's like um, I could see the rocks in my life. It was like a jar full of rocks and great big rocks. They were the addiction and the fear and the suicide and the worry and anxiety. And then underneath that was the rocks, um, the pebbles that of the um, anxiety, why I used to worry, which is like um, fear and insecurity. And I felt like I had no one to talk to and I bottled a lot of things up. And so, um, and then underneath the rocks, uh, with pebbles and then under the pebbles with the sand and God started getting down to the nitty-gritty. Um, it's taken a long time because I've been a Christian for 39 years and I've had a lot to, to um, deal with. I've, um, I've given up drinking. I used to be addicted to prescription medication which I used when I wasn't drinking and I gave that up and I gave up smoking and so they, they were crutches I used in my life and it was really hard to give it up but um, with God's help I did. Um, I'm so grateful that I have God in my life because he's brought me through so many trials. So today I was in a real funk. I, um, I've been missing James because James is at his dad's house and I was just really um, prompted to go out for a walk along the river and as I was walking, I was just feeling really grateful that I could feel the warmth on my skin. Um, the birds were singing. Um, the river was looking beautiful. And on my walk back, I was reminded that two years ago, the only thing I was thankful for was alcohol. And I just felt so proud of myself, just, um, just realizing how far I've come and how Jesus has completely turned my heart around and has given me a thankful heart and just being reminded of that transformation. My life looked like anxiety and depression every day, not being able to get up, not being able to do almost anything or struggling very much to do so. But Jesus helped me and because of that I've seen light at the end of the tunnel and I know that there are places where I do belong. Even though that seems like that there might not be hope, just wait and you'll see. He will bring light to you, he will bring you out of the darkness, he will help you. Well good morning and welcome to Awaken Online. Uh, my name is uh, Michael and my wife Ali and, and I, we, we are the pastors here at Awaken uh, City Church and it's, it's so good to have you with us this morning, joining us online, whether you're on Facebook or, or YouTube, it's just really great to have you, have you with us. 
Uh, maybe you're, you're tuning in for the first time this morning. Um, welcome. It's so good to have you joining in. Uh, maybe you've been connecting in over the last few weeks. It's really great to have you again if you uh, are, are connecting in again for maybe a second or third time. Well, things are definitely different, aren't they, with, uh, with the lockdown happening, um, but it, it is great that we can still connect, we can still uh, gather on Easter Sunday to hear good news, and I'm really looking forward to sharing some good news with you all this morning. Now, I hope that you enjoyed those stories as much as I did. If, maybe if you, if you did enjoy those stories, why don't you hit a like or hit a heart button, maybe not a, a grumpy face, uh, but yeah, hit a like button or, or a heart button, and let us know uh, if you love those stories. Uh, it was really cool just hearing from, from real people, uh, having real stories of how Jesus is impacting their lives and, and bringing hope into, into their hearts. And do you know what I love about stories is that stories are they're actually prophetic. The, the, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. That's what the book of Revelation says, that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So in other words, these stories are not just their stories, but they are also the stories of Jesus. And when we hear these stories, it actually gives us permission to say, do it again, God. Do it again, God. Come on, if he can do it for them, I believe that he can do it for you. You see, stories are actually at the center of the Christian faith. Jesus always used stories to demonstrate spiritual truths. In fact, the Bible itself is a story. See, the Bible is not God's rule book that, that dropped from the sky. It, it, this is actually God's story, and it's a unified story that, that ultimately leads to Jesus. You see, Easter and what we celebrate over Easter, the death and resurrection of Jesus, this is the intersecting crunch point in the story. It, it is the center point of the story. And, and it's not just God's story, but it's also the center point of humanity's story. See, it's the start of a new story for humanity. It's the start of, of God's restoration project on the earth. But the most amazing thing is that the story is actually not finished yet. So we find ourselves in the midst of the story. And in a very real way, we find this God that is not distant and this God that's not disconnected. But we actually, we find through the story of Easter that that through Jesus, he is actually the God that has come into the midst of each of our broken stories, bringing hope, bringing restoration, and bringing redemption. You see, Jesus didn't come to change God's mind about us. He came to change our minds about God. Let me, let me put it like this. It's like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you've read some of the Old Testament or the Jewish scriptures, and, and you, you can be a little bit confused about you know, what is, who is God and what is God saying through all of this? And I think Jesus is, is, so Jesus, the story of Easter and the story of Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, uh, is God saying, see, this is what I mean. See, Jesus is God saying, see, this is what I mean. So, so what is Easter all about? Why, why a cross and why did Jesus die? What, what was that all about? Well, we, we don't actually have time to unpack the whole story today, but, but just uh, for your information, we are about to start a new series coming up really soon in a, in a week or two, um, also along with a small group study on, on a really great book called Reunion, um, and the tagline is Good News for Sinners, Saints, and Seekers. Um, 
And we're going to start that really soon. That's going to unpack the whole story and just help you really get a, a good foundation on, on what is this story all about. But in a nutshell, Easter is all about the freedom of, of a broken and enslaved humanity and God's desire for a relationship with his creation to be restored. A lady called Nadia Bowles-Weber said that the cross is God saying, I love you too much to let your sin define you and be the final word. I am a God who makes all things new. You see, sin and its evil henchmen, shame, guilt and fear was so enslaving God's image-bearing children, us, that, that, that Jesus exposed its full effect on the cross and took upon himself the full consequences so that we could be free to radiate the image of this loving and merciful God to the world around us. You, you see, God is love. Jesus is love. And humanity is also the same love, but only broken. See, Jesus came as love incarnate. Broken love crucified him. See, let me, let me say that again. Jesus came as love incarnate. He came into our broken story, but broken love crucified him. And hence the most powerful acclamation ever made was right there on the cross when Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. But who knows that often we continue to shatter love with our words and our actions against one another. And it's these words and actions that continue to separate us from the life-giving relationship with each other and also with our Creator. You see, Jesus calls us to follow Him in self-sacrificing, enemy-love lifestyles of forgiveness, just like He demonstrated on the cross. You see, friends, for forgiveness, I believe forgiveness is the healing balm of humanity. And, and it's actually the evidence of, of God's work. It's the evidence of his kingdom at work within us. You see, right now we look at the world around us and, and it seems that, um, you know, it's, it's in complete chaos. That, that systems have been broken down all around us. And I hope you have seen that that money does not actually make the world go round. It's actually a very fragile and broken system. I would like to suggest that what actually makes the world go round is love. And, and friends, love is the currency of heaven. So the next question I think that we need to ask when we're talking about Easter and the cross and why did Jesus die is, is, is this, this question of sin. What is sin? And again, we don't have time to fully unpack it, but, but the word sin is this Greek word hamatia, and the etymology of this word basically means this. It means to not take share in or to not partake in or, or to separate oneself. And so when we think about this word sin in relation to our relationship with God, it's, it's our choice to separate ourselves from the life-giving presence of God. So in a nutshell, sin um, is, is this choice that, that each of us make to, to, to live separate from, from relationship with our true Father and Creator. In the book Reunion that uh, I mentioned earlier, Bruxy Cavey uh, gives three ideas about sin and why it was so significant that Jesus set us free from it. And the first one is this, that sin separates us from who we were meant to be. Sin separates us from who we were meant to be. He puts it like this in one of the chapters in the book. He says, he says, Jesus was a perfect human, 
Not since the naked, naked and ashamed relationship of Adam and Eve had the world seen a perfect person. And how did we respond? We killed him for it. We simply couldn't handle what Jesus was showing us. His perfection uncovered our imperfection and sin made us feel shame for the distance between who we are and who we are meant to be. But here is the good news. If we let him, Jesus will not only show us who we are meant to be, he will also help us become that once again. See, Jesus will reunite us with our true selves. That's good news. The second one is this, that sin separates us from who we were meant to be with. Sin separates us from who we were meant to be with. In Isaiah 59 verse 1 to 2 it says this, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. See, we were designed for a relationship with God and to be connected to the true source of all life. See, Jesus is not our way back to God, but Jesus is God coming to us to restore this broken and fractured relationship. See, his death and resurrection has defeated the powers of the enemy that kept humanity separated. See, sin separates us from who we were meant to be with. We are designed to belong to our eternal Father. There is a longing on the inside of every human heart, and it's asking the question, do I belong? And friends, I want to tell you this morning that the longing of that that of the longing of your heart, that, that longing for belonging can only be answered by our connection and relationship to our Father in heaven. So the third one is this, that sin separates us from who we were meant to be with forever. See, there is an eternal element to this as well, that, that this choice we all have to live separate from our life source, our choice to cre maybe create life on our own terms, that this actually has an eternal consequence. See, this choice for separation is ultimately an eternal choice. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 says that eternity is set in the hearts of all men. You see, I believe that the longing for eternity is in our hearts. And at some point we will ask the question of our own eternity. That there is a longing to belong to our Creator and be in relationship with Him now and for eternity. And friends, this is what the cross, this is what Easter, this is what new life is all about. That, that we are, not only do we partake in, in the death of Christ, but also his resurrection. That we are, we are a new creation, that we are resurrected to new life in Christ. Come on, there is hope for you, there is hope for humanity in Jesus. There's a there's a new life. There's there's new creation. There's there's a new story for you. A new story for you. You know when Jesus was uh, before he went to the cross, uh, the writer of Hebrews reflects on that moment, and 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 they wrote this. They said, "For the joy set before him, he endured the cross." And, and we see that there's this moment in the Garden of Gethsemane where, where Jesus is, is uh, sweating like, like uh, drops of blood and, and 
there's just this anguish and this uh, this moment of, of looking at what he is about to go through for all of humanity. And he says to the Father, that, is, is there any way that this could be taken from him? But then he says, not, not my will be done, but yours, Father. And, and he's looking at the cross and looking at what he's about to go through. But it says, for the, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. See, friends, you are that joy. These stories that we heard earlier, they are that joy. Redemption is that joy. The restoration of your identity and purpose is that joy. The restoration and reconciliation of relationships is that joy. The restoration of families is that joy. Humanity's redemption is that joy. See, he went through all of that for your redemption, for my redemption, for the redemption of all humanity, that we could all be reconciled back to the Father. And I love that these stories that we've heard are, are stories of hope, but they're also stories of, of, of prophetic stories of the testimony of Jesus. They speak to the cross and what happened and the resurrection and the new life and the hope that that has created. And, and it's prophetically saying, God, do it again. And I believe this morning that if you're watching this online, that that I, I want to believe with you this morning that that their stories could also be your stories. That that hope and restoration could be your story. Oh, come on, I, my life is a story of hope and restoration. My wife Ali, her life is a hope, a story of hope and restoration, of God's goodness breaking into our broken mess to bring to bring new life. A new way of living, a new way of thinking, a new way of acting in our world, a new way of seeing our world and those around us, seeing people through the eyes of heaven, seeing people as Jesus does. And friends, I want to invite you into that story this morning. In 1 John 5, it says, Those who believe in the Son of God have the living testimony in their hearts. Those who don't believe have made God out to be a liar by not believing the testimony God has confirmed about His Son. This is the true testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life has its source in His Son. And whoever has the Son has eternal life. And whoever does not have the Son does not possess eternal life. See friends, this is this is about restoration with our Father, with our Creator, now and for eternity. And I want to invite you this morning to start a journey towards Jesus, the true life, the true source of life for today, for tomorrow, and for eternity. Now, I want to pray for us uh, all this morning. But before I do that, I just want to ask, uh, Maybe you're saying, yeah, Michael, that's, that's me. I want to make that decision today to start a new relationship with Jesus. Or maybe you have once done that in the past, but you've been living separate from him and you want to just reconnect today. If that's you today, we would love to connect with you. I'd love to pray with you and, and help you on that journey. See, this is about doing this together. We don't, we don't live separate from God in our, as individuals. Or, or sorry, we don't live uh, connected to God as individuals, but we live uh, connected to God in community. We, we, we encourage one another and pray for one another. This is about doing life together towards God. You know, this is about, about connecting together and connecting with God. 
And, and so if that's you this morning, if you're saying, yeah, that, I, I, I want to reconnect with God. I want to make that first connection with Jesus this morning. Um, I'd love it if you just put in the comments, um, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, just put, yes, Jesus. Just, just type, yes, Jesus. Or maybe you're in a watch party right now. Someone's invited you into a watch party and, and you didn't even know what you were turning up to. But this morning, I, I pray that you found hope. Uh, and that you found Jesus and maybe you're in a watch party and you just want to write yes Jesus in the comments and and someone will connect with you right away and and will help you on this journey it's the best decision you could ever make let's pray Father we just thank you for your goodness Father I thank you for the love that you demonstrated on the cross Jesus I thank you that you endured it for us that you took the full weight of humanity's pain, the full weight of humanity's shame and guilt, and you took it upon yourself and, and you took it to death. You you took it right there into the grave and ended it. And then you three days later you rose again, resurrected as and, and because of that you have you have defeated death. We now are able to say, Death, where is your sting? I thank you that you have done that on our behalf. You did for us what we could not do on our own. And I thank you that that means new life, new creation, the start of a new story for, for us. And I thank you that this means humanity's redemption. It's, and, and I thank you that we are invited into this story, that we get to be a part of, of continuing to tell this story, the good news uh, for everyone, the good news for all that, that, that uh, would hear. Uh, and I thank you that today, there, right now, there are people watching this uh, stream on Facebook or YouTube uh, and are hearing this good news story, maybe for the first time. Or maybe it's, it's been told in a way that they haven't heard before. And, and I thank you, God, that you are drawing them to you, that you are the God that comes into our story, that you bring, that you reconcile us back to the Father. I thank you for what you have done and for what you're about to do in the hearts and lives of people. Holy Spirit, we just thank you that right now, even though uh, I'm here in my lounge, that you are uh, with everyone in their lounge or wherever they are right now watching. I thank you that, that you, you are speaking into hearts. I thank you that you are, are healing. I, I thank you that you are, are bringing restoration. I thank you, God, that, that there are families being reconciled. I, I thank you, God, that there are relationships being reconciled because, of, because that is what you do. That is what you're up to on this earth. And I just thank you that we get to be a part of that story. So we just bless every person right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.